Welcome to Forward. Educate yourself on the new world. The podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance with your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. Real chiropractic talk. No rainbows, no unicorns. Start putting in the work. The biggest names in the industry. The legends, the innovators, the up-and-comers. This is the podcast for progressive DCs. So buckle up. Passion is the feeling you have that you would probably do this for free and you can't believe somebody pays you to do it. All right, everybody. Hello. And yes, this is your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe, and this is Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance, which is brought to you by the American Chiropractic Association. We are going to be talking a lot about the ACA today, but you can check out their website at acatoday.org. This podcast is also brought to you by Parker Seminars, and Parker Seminars has got an event going on in Dallas, Texas, October 4th through the 6th. That's nine weeks away from this podcast, so you should check that out. Uh, you can go to their website, parkerseminars.com backslash Dallas, and that'll give you all the information about that. This podcast is also brought to you by Pain Zone, and if you've been listening to this podcast, I am sure you've done it by now. I'm sure you've gone to ipainzone.com and got your free samples, but if you have not, uh, go to ipainzone.com and get your free samples of their products. Highly recommended. And Pain Zone also sponsors the end of our podcast, the Pain Zone Finish. Dun, dun, dun. And finally, uh, two more. The podcast is brought to you by the Miracle Wave. Uh, Advanced Musculoskeletal Therapies is home of the Miracle Wave, and you can check out the Miracle Wave on the internets. And I know there aren't a lot of people that are in the market for shockwave therapy device. Um, but I know of a few and I can almost specifically name them by name and they should be looking into the miracle wave and they should be contacting Gerard and Mary Edna because no one else in the business is going to take care of them and give them a better product than advanced musculoskeletal, advanced musculoskeletal therapies. That's a mouthful, uh, which is home of the miracle wave. And finally, uh, I'm sponsoring myself here. It's, uh, time for the annual convention of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. Uh, the annual convention is September 20th through the 22nd. It's called Forward 2019. You can check it out at forwardthinkingchiro.com. A lot of the people who will be speaking there for many, many, many hours of continuing education credit have been on this podcast. Gray Cook, uh, Christine Gertz, Annie O'Connor, Brett Winchester, Jeff Outerbridge from World Spine Care, uh, Michael Massey, Greg Friedman, Kevin Christie, all of these great uh, providers and professionals, John Morrison. Uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, it's three days of events, three days of socialization and good times and barbecue and fun. And uh, check it out, and we hope to see you there. All the information is there at forwardthinkingchiro.com. Uh, under the the uh, annual convention link. So that's all that. Now, we are going to be discussing in this podcast, HR 3654, the Chiropractic Medicare Coverage Modernization Act, which would allow Medicare beneficiaries to access the chiropractic profession's broad-based, non-drug approach to pain management, which includes manual manipulation of the spine and extremities, evaluation and management services, 
diagnostic imaging, and utilization of other non-drug approaches that have become important strategy in national efforts to stem the epidemic of prescription opioid overuse and abuse. Uh, if you have been living in a box for 30 or 40 years, you may not know how Medicare works for chiropractors. Medicare covers the adjustment of the spine, and that's it. All the other things that a chiropractor might do, uh, including evaluation and management services like examinations, are at the cost of the patient themselves. And this is a huge disservice to the chiropractic patient who is a Medicare recipient, which means they're in the sunset phases of their life or retired, um, possibly on a fixed income, and have other medical needs and, and expenses as well. Um, this becomes a cash burden for them. They have to pay for their chiropractic care, except for the adjustment. Um, and that that's uh, burdensome and difficult for them, no doubt. And it's also kind of frustrating for us. And it's not really, I guess, if you want to use the word fair, it's not fair that other physician level providers are not sort of uh, pigeonholed in this way. Uh, it, but that's kind of how it all fleshed out in the past, and we're trying to make attempts to modernize the chiropractic profession into the common era. And uh, that's the purpose of this podcast is to discuss H.R. 3654 with uh, Mr. John Filardo. Also to sort of get you folks who are listening who uh, are sort of kind of in the wings but not at the tip of the spear of taking action, give you some tools for how you can take action for the sake of your patients, uh, you know, and on the back end for the sake of your practices as well, because uh, you would actually be able to get reimbursed for some of these services that you provide. Uh, you know, this podcast is going to empower you to be able to contribute, take action and do some really great things for your profession and for your patients. So I hope you enjoy the podcast, and we'll see you at the end for the Pain Zone finish. Dun, dun, dun. Sounds great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Forward, the podcast, the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. I'm your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe, and today I am here with our guest, John Filardo, ACA, the American Chiropractic Associations. Senior VP of Public Policy and Advocacy, and we are going to talk about, probably for the duration of this podcast, H.R. 3654, which is known as the Chiropractic Medicare Coverage Modernization Act of 2019. Unless you want to talk about sports or something else, John, uh, I think that's what we're going to go for, right? But Yeah, you, you know what? Let's stay off sports, uh, particularly baseball. I'm a Baltimore Orioles fan, and they're not... They, there's not much to talk about there. It's like they're juicing the baseball, but not for your team. That's right. Our pitchers are juicing, but our hitters are not. <laughs> My, uh, the question I wanted to start out with is everybody knows the old cartoon, How a Bill Becomes Law, right? The old uh, Schoolhouse Rocks sure. cartoon. Sure. How, does, how does a bill become a bill? What was the work that went into making sure that this happened? Because we talked about it last time you were on the podcast, and it was in the works. And I'm sure there was a yeah. lot of work that went on before that even. But how does a bill become a bill? Yeah, uh, yeah, great question. And uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slog. It's, a, it's like a baseball season. Uh, you know, it, uh, it uh, takes place over a long period of time. 
especially something like this. Um, we've been working now pretty much for four years to get this bill in the hopper. And in uh, going back uh, before that, as you probably know, we, we tried to, oh, I'll say modernize, modernize the, uh, the, um, uh, the, uh, the scope or, or so forth in, in, in uh, Medicare for, for chiropractors and chiropractic patients. Uh, through the regulatory process, uh, going through uh, HHS and CMS, and uh, we had some, uh, you know, some pretty good access there. Uh, we worked with two um, uh, secretaries themselves. Uh, the last one being Kathleen Sebelius from Kansas in the Obama administration, and um, uh, they they saw the the inequity, if you will, and and saw that you know what we had was it was nearly a 50-year-old uh, law, and they tried to th fix it through the regulatory process, which would have been a, which I think would have been an easier way of going about it, and that's why we we uh, we stuck with the administration, uh, the administration route. And uh, but uh, there, it was one of these two step forwards, one step back type of thing, and and uh, it finally came down to they said, look. We tried. We've we've tried to get around this, but we just can't get around the statute as it currently exists. And so you're going to have to go and have this statute changed through the legislative process, which means, uh, of course, uh, a bill, introducing a bill, and having that passed, and hence changing uh, the statute. And so, uh, in 2015, our House of Delegates, and this, this all happened, oh gosh, uh, I would say starting in, uh, I think it was November 2009, shortly after Kathleen Sebelius came on board. And, uh, and this went on for several years, uh, where they, again, they finally came back to us and said, you have to change the statute. We tried, but we just can't do it. So then uh, the ACA House of Delegates voted uh, to make uh, Medicare, uh, the number one legislative priority of the association. And so we went to work, working on uh, the Congress. And we started with then chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, uh, Paul Ryan. And through the good work of the folks with the Wisconsin Chiropractic Association, we got a meeting with Paul Ryan uh, in his district. And he got it. He said, you know, this is this is crazy, but it's one of these in the weeds issues, Bobby, where, you know, the, a member of Congress, I, I don't think is expected to know exactly what the chiropractic benefit is in Medicare. Um, they know there is one, but they don't know the details of it. And they're not expected to. I mean, this, again, this is such a down in the weeds issue that uh, uh, until it's explained to them, uh, you know, they, it, it's hard for them to understand. So he got it. And uh, he uh, he's a chiropractic patient and uh, understands the the, um, uh, the benefits of, of uh, uh, going to see a, a doctor of chiropractic and being uh, treated by a doctor of chiropractic. So then we uh, started with members on the committee, and Ways and Means is the primary committee of jurisdiction uh, on Medicare. The, the Energy and Commerce Committee in the House has a little bit of jurisdiction, but. 90% is in the Ways and Means Committee. 
And uh, so we just went uh, went uh, trolling for uh, uh, a sponsor for this. And um, we, we had one, uh, we had uh, a great relationship with uh, uh, now former Congressman Eric Paulson in, in Minnesota. He had Northwestern in his district. And, um, and uh, he, uh, he wanted to, to be this, this champion in the last Congress. So, uh, but we ran into some snags, mostly with the documentation issue. And it wasn't until after, uh, after the election in 2018, he introduced a bill mainly to serve as a marker for this Congress. And that brings us to where we are. And um, so we again uh, went to work in, in trying to find some champions. We did find two very great members of the committee, uh, Brian Higgins, Democrat, uh, from Buffalo and uh, who has Duville in his district and Tom Reed also from New York who has New York chiropractic college in his district in Seneca Falls New York so but we had been building this relationship with Higgins Reed and others in order to get to this point and uh, they know how important this legislation is for the college and the college in their district and uh and and they saw the value and the uh the need and the just the plain common sense to um to introduce this bill and uh and that's where we are we're about two weeks into it um it it's it is a uh <laughs> it is a long process longer than i thought it would take uh to get the bill uh, introduced, um, but it's uh, we've got it now, and, and now the work now the burden is on us, Bobby. It is on us to get this passed, and what I mean by that is we have to show support. We have to garner the co-sponsors for this bill because the more co-sponsors we have, the greater the likelihood of our success. Yeah, I believe this by bill us because us, there's a lot us of us being chiropractors, chiropractic patients, chiropractic supporters in contacting our members of Congress and urging them to co-sponsor HR 3654. Now, let me just back up a little bit also and say that we don't intend for this bill to pass as a standalone bill. We would like it included in a much bigger package where it doesn't have the attention uh, that a standalone bill would get, for example. And we want to make this part of a bigger package, a bipartisan package, one that will pass uh, maybe sometime next year. And there will be plenty of opportunities uh, for this as, as they are they are going to pass some sort of health care bill, Medicare bill, out of the Ways and Means Committee. And our goal is to make the language of H.R. 3654 part of that larger measure. Sure. Not really to hide it, um, but uh, uh, to, you know, make sure that uh, uh, it isn't out there by itself where it can be picked apart by any member of Congress or 
several members of Congress who do or, you know, or who may not uh, be so favorable to what we're trying to do here. Sounds like politics. That, that's, a, <laughs> that's a short answer long I guess you could say. Yeah, you you'd you would probably forecast in 2020 some sort of like uh, making healthcare great for American seniors act of 2020 sure. along, and then this being part of that as well. Exactly, that's exactly uh, right. And that uh, uh, it, it could be anything that uh, any healthcare related things that come out of the uh, uh, the. Uh, uh, Ways and Means Committee, and this could be uh, in there as well. As you know, they're, uh, they're debating right now uh, surprise billing and so forth, uh, and drug pricing. Um, sure. You know that that those are those are those are examples of uh, bipartisan legislation that uh, will be uh, that will be uh, uh, gone over in the next couple of. Uh, weeks. Well, no, I'd say maybe in the next several months because they, they break for the uh, August race, recess here pretty soon. But, uh, you know, those, those are examples of types of bills that are large, pretty much bipartisan supported measures uh, that this thing could be, could be stuck into. Let me play two characters here. Character one is a chiropractor who is a member of the American Chiropractic Association. And my comment is, um, I pay you to take care of this for me. Mm -hmm. What do you have to say to that? Like, I don't. Uh, well, it's, 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 uh, it, it goes beyond that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> politics is is a, uh, uh, is a is a physical game, and it's uh, uh, it, it's one that uh, uh, demands constituent. Uh, action or interaction uh, with members of, of, of Congress. Uh, say, for example, you know, I live here in, in Northern Virginia in the Fairfax uh, area. I have already, you know, contacted my member of Congress and uh, through our uh, through our electronic uh, legislative action center. Now I can talk more about that later, but uh, it's it's going to have to be something that that comes from within. Uh, a member of Congress uh, does not uh, do something because I want them to do it. They they do something because their constituent wants it, whether that be a, a doctor or chiropractic or a patient. Um, I can set the table, um, but it's up to us, again, to get this passed through constituent interaction. And we have a perfect opportunity coming up starting next week uh, which starts the summer or August recess uh, in the House, where members of Congress will be home. They will be holding town hall meetings, forums, and things like that. And uh, we're going to be talking more about that uh, in, 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 our, uh, in our communications uh, with our members to get out there, to become visible, and to talk about this bill and leave off uh, some documents that the uh, uh, member of Congress can then uh, peruse and, and then uh, hopefully uh, support or co-sponsor this bill. So it's, uh, you know, I wish it was as easy as, uh, yes, you're paying me to, to fix this, uh, so fix it. 
Um, but that's that's really not how uh, uh, it's not that simple. And uh, it's a it needs constituent interaction here. And uh, that means doctors and patients really weighing in with their member of Congress on this. That and leads to my second question, or my second role that I'm going to play as the, the doctor who is not a member of the ACA. Uh, I guess just assuming that this would be, being either completely aloof or just assuming you're going to handle this and all the members are going to handle this, what would you say to them? Well, now you don't have what, that. What is, now they're not accessing the resources. Now they're right. not in the loop of the communications that go on with ACA members, like in the forum and, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're absolutely right, and uh, it, it's unfortunate uh, that those people are not uh, in the loop on this. And um, because I can tell you, this and like any other legislation that passes. Uh, will benefit patients, uh, whether or not their chiropractor is a member of the ACA or not. It's, uh, we're only as strong as our membership. And by that, I mean, we need members to help get this across the goal line. And this, uh, you know, to, to stay uh, on the sidelines, <laughs> another sports, uh, uh, phrase here, I guess I'll borrow, but to stay on the sidelines and let others uh, work to have this passed uh, is simply, uh, to me, is unacceptable. Uh, you have to be involved, you have to be engaged, you have to be informed, and really uh, the only way to do that is to become a member. And uh, this is, uh, you know, not a, a, a specific plug for membership, but I, oh, I guess it is. Uh, but this is something that uh, is very important. Step, yeah. This is a, a great first step. And the more members we have, the more resources that we are able to put into action uh, to get this passed. Again, via, be it, uh, you know, information passed down to doctors and being in a loop and, and being informed on, on things like this. This is something, and you know, and I've been to ACA now almost 14 years. We've done some good things in, in my tenure here, but this this is the big Kahuna. This is this is uh, this is something uh, that is going to affect 55 million Americans that are currently on Medicare. Right now, I think about only two million are able to access. Uh, doctors of chiropractic because the, of the limited nature of the service in statute. But opening up chiropractic to 55 million additional Americans, that's huge. And that number is growing. That number is, is not going down at all. Um, I'll soon be joining them. Uh, but, uh, you know, to have, uh, to have access for 55 million Americans to have full access to services delivered by a doctor, a chiropractic that are Medicare covered services. It's just to me, I, I just think you cannot sit on the sidelines and let others work. This. You've got to be involved. Okay. So now okay. one of my characters, the ACA member is I'm him now I'm on board. I'm ready to do this. I'm an ACA member. 
John, what do I need to do? Make it simple for me. What can I do sure. to help? Sure. Um, what you could do, we have a special website set up just for this. Uh, it's hr3654.org. You could go to that, simply click the Take Action tab, and then you can contact your member of Congress with just a few mouse clicks. Now, in the first two weeks, we've had this bill introduced. Now, it was just introduced on July 9th. We've had almost 5,000 messages sent to Capitol Hill. It's a numbers game at this point. And I can tell you as a former Hill staffer, when they have those Monday morning meetings with the boss, a member of Congress, he'll ask, he'll go through the staff and say, what's the hot issue? And what I need that staffer to say is congressman or congresswoman, I've gotten 300 messages this week on this chiropractic bill. You better go on that thing. And that's the type of pressure we need to apply here. And secondly, again, with the August recess coming up, visit your member of Congress. Go to their office. Invite them to your clinic. Go to their forums. Go to the town halls. Talk to them about this bill. Be visible. This is the one time of the out of the year where they're home for an extended period of time. Again, it starts July 29th and runs through Labor Day. So they're going to be home that whole time. And they're going to be looking for issues. They're going to want constituents to come to them on issues such as this, especially when we come to them with a specific bill, a specific bill number, and say, please, Congressman, co-sponsor this. This is important for my patients. Or if you're a patient, please go to your member of Congress and say, please, Congressman, Congresswoman, please co-sponsor this. This is important for my health care. I can tell you, patients make the best advocates. They are better than, they can, they can, they can tell this story better than I can, better than any chiropractor can. We had a meeting, for example, back in October with the now chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, Richard Neal from Massachusetts. And we had um, several chiropractors there and one patient. And the patient told the story better than any of the chiropractors or even myself as a hired hack can tell the story. And so if you're going to one of these town hall meetings, Bring a patient with you. Bring two or three. If you go to their office, bring a patient or two. Don't show up with a mob. That that often doesn't work. Don't show up with 10 or 12. Yeah, be cool. Two or three is fine. They, um, you know, John, there, there are a lot of clinicians out there who are practicing who are really good at sort of rallying the vote for their patients to vote for them as like best chiropractor in – Pure, mm -hmm. Pure Illinois. Those are the perfect people because they know how to do it to rally patients to take action. I'm just, some of them are listening right now and I'm just saying, um, let's think a little bit bigger than ourselves and, and winning best of, and let's uh, do the same, put the same machine in motion for uh, 3654. Yeah. 
I mean, it's. Uh, I think I uh, commented on uh, on, the, on the, your Facebook page there last week. It's. Uh, I, you know, right now I, I think you know we're in hammer time, and what I mean yeah. by that is that you just keep pounding that hammer, and uh, keep pounding it and pounding it until you can't pound the head anymore. That it is so ingrained in the wood that it just it either breaks the wood or or uh, or splits it in two. But we've got to keep pounding on this. And if you've contacted your congressman once, do it again and again. Again, it's it's a numbers game here. We have to build up the numbers and get. I I you know we have had five thousand sent in the last two weeks. I was talking to uh, uh, some of our colleagues about that and and uh, here at ACA and some of our lobby friends and and they said, boy, that's that's a great number so far. I said. Yeah, but you know what? I need 5,000 for each member of Congress. I mean, it's just that vital that we build these numbers up. So if you go to that page, again, HR 3654, we've got all sorts of resources. We've got the link where you can take action. And that's the, that's the gold standard these days, Bobby, is the, is the contacting your member of Congress through uh, electronic means. Now I'm going to show my age here. When I was working on the Hill many years ago, the gold standard was the written letter. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody writes letters anymore. Um, <laughs> and they've all have all these offices uh, all have the ability to take uh, to take in these uh, electronic messages. And what they do, they tally them, and um, and uh, they uh, once once they get you know once it gets into the I'd say at least into the hundred range uh, is when these offices start to take notice. And again, uh, you don't have to be an ACA member to use this. Uh, you can um, uh, to use this service, the the, the Legislative Action Center. Um, Anyone can use it, a non-member, one of your family members, your friends, and certainly your patients can use this electronically. Great. Is there anything that uh, the doctors should not do? Is there anything we want to avoid in this process? Well, it's, it's uh, again, we've, we've provided the resources uh, for them and, uh, I would say uh, just stay on point, you know, stay on message. Um, you know, some people do not like their member of Congress because of their certain political affiliation, whether it be Republican or Democrat. Oh, I don't like him. You know, he's a Democrat or I don't like her. She's a Republican. It's we've got to throw that out the window. Um, we need everyone all members of Congress, all members of the House of Representatives on this bill. And just simply stick to the facts. Uh, we've got some great uh, 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 verbiage or, or um, uh, data, rather, on, um, on cost effectiveness and so forth uh, that they can leave behind uh, with their member. One of, the, one of the questions is, and, and I think this is unfortunate, I think, it, I think it's unfair to the constituent, you know, the doctor or the patient. They may get this question as, well, how, what does this cost? Well, we don't know. 
it has not been what we call scored by the Congressional Budget Office or given given a, um, a cost estimate. And it probably will not get a cost estimate until it's near being made part of a bigger package. So they may be asked that. And I think the simple question, or the simple answer rather, to that question is, is uh, uh, Congressman, uh, we simply don't have this score yet, uh, we, but we, we believe it, this is a cost saver and that uh, more access to chiropractic will save money uh, above anything else and also uh, can help uh, and help uh, stem the epidemic of uh, prescription opioid uh, overuse and abuse. Um, that is something they, they want to hear as well because uh, unfortunately the opioid issue is not going to be going away anytime right. soon. Right. I think that this is an issue that members of Congress are going to be dealing with uh, for several years forward. So this is, uh, this is an out of the box, uh, uh, not the solution, but part of the solution of opioid abuse is to look at non-opioid treatment alternatives and chiropractic fits right in there. And I don't have to tell you that. Yeah. And that there's information in the resources tab on that legislative action page too. So that's good. My final question for you is uh, because you do have access to the FTCA Facebook page and you see the commentary that goes on in there periodically, there are some people, not just in that page or group specifically, but um, social media or in the speakeasies of America, chiropractic America in general, you know, they're tossing back a couple cold ones after a long day of work and they're like, well, what does this Medicare bill have to do with me? Am I going to get paid more if it passes? Am I going to be able to opt out? I want, that's what I really want is an opt out uh, mm -hmm. legislation. Not, I don't want this legislation. Do you have anything to say to those folks? Like what I say yeah. is we have what we have here. We got to handle this first and then move. From well, you're, you're, you're exactly right. And, and I can tell you, um, if I went into a congressional office, and again, I'll put my former staffer hat on. Sure. If I went into a congressional office and I said, well, I, I'd like patients to have greater access to my services. Oh, and at the same time, I want to be able to opt out. <laughs> my staffer self would say, which is it? You know, what, what do you want? Do you want greater access or you don't want to opt out? These can't run on parallel tracks. And, and, uh, and I can tell you also that there is no appetite in the Congress right now for greater opt-out abilities. And I can, I can tell you that any uh, type of movement on opt-out is pretty much dead in the water right now on the Hill. We are going for greater access. Yes, in time, we would like the ability to opt out like other physician level providers in Medicare. But right now we've got to handle the bigger issue first, because if we went for opt out Bobby and let's just say we got it, that's the last piece of legislation. Congress will look at, at, at chiropractic for the next 10 years. And so do you want to be stuck with just the opt out for 10 years and this antiquated benefit 
I don't think so. So the opt out, the opt out question, you know, why, why we, you know, while we support it, again, we've got to get full access first. And I can tell you there's greater, there's greater support for full access than there is for opt out. We could have definitely supported an opt out bill and called it a day, but that doesn't do any, anything for anybody. And I can tell you opt out is not the panacea that most think it is. It's a small percentage of MDs and DOs and, and ODs and, and uh, DPMs that opt out. Uh, because like I said at the beginning, 55 million Americans and growing are accessing this healthcare insurance system called Medicare. And do you wanna really be not part of that? It's a big chunk of the population. And again, it's growing. So that's why we went for full access first, get that, and then at a later date, get the opt out. But that will be a couple of years down the road. And again, we want our patients to be able to have access to the full slate of Medicare covered services you can provide under state law. And does that mean better reimbursement? I would think so. Um, E&M services, for example, uh, diagnostic imaging, post-therapy services, all Medicare covered services, but right now under statute cannot be done in a chiropractic clinic. So once they become uh, available to our patients, yes, reimbursement should go up considerably, but it's a patient access issue. I can tell you also, Members of Congress do not care about chiropractors or doctors or no one cares about chiropractors. Uh, PTs. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They they care about patients and the access they have to to yes. healthcare. So this How is a patient you? access issue. It's not a reimbursement issue. And that well, now that I'm talking about it, I think yeah, one thing I I would not like a, a, a doctor to go in there in their um, to the member in Congress and say, look. I need to be paid better, pass this bill. That's not gonna cut it. My patients need better access and they need access to the non-pharmacological treatment that doctors chiropractic can provide. It also helps the environment too, if our Medicare patients have to drive all over town chasing services. Sure, oh, oh for, for sure, that's, that's definitely. Uh, you, you know, as you know, uh, chiropractors cannot even order uh, an X-ray. Um, so it's it it is. Uh, we have talked about that uh, uh, to members of Congress uh, as well, and um, and you know this is this is a big opportunity we have coming up in August. We have two bites at the apple here. I think of getting folks on board this bill. That is the August recess. And that is at, at Engage 2020 here in Washington, uh, where we hit the hill. And this is going to be subject numero uno, as you can imagine, uh, come January uh, here at Engage 2020. What is this Engage 2020 nonsense? Oh, that's the, the former NCLC. Uh, same, uh, same uh, great taste, less filling. Uh, that's uh, we. <laughs> We've just changed the name uh, a little, but that's the um, 
that's the uh, that's the name of our uh, our legislative uh, ag advocacy and, and also our uh, education uh, program uh, that uh, that we do every year. So they we just changed the name. It's a great name. It's a great name. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be there, so uh, we'll we'll get to uh, shake hands. Oh, I look forward to it. I'll probably have a Dodger hat on. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, hopefully, well, you know, if uh, they're looking really good this year, so, and uh, I like the Dodgers. I, I, I've been to the Dodger Stadium once, and uh, it was a fun time. Awesome. Do you have anything else you want to add? Um, I think we covered it pretty well. We just need people to take action. We do, Bobby. Proper you know, you've done a, a tremendous job in, in spreading the gospel uh, through your uh, membership, and, and and I know you're supportive of this move. And uh, I would ask you to to um, uh, relay uh, this to to your members uh, electronically uh, through social media, um, and uh, really get everybody on board. Uh, there's there's no, there's no reason uh, chiropractors should not get their patients ginned up for this, especially their, their seniors or soon-to-be seniors like myself. Um, so it's, it's something, again, that I think is, is, is one of the most important uh, issues that, uh, that I've been involved in. And, you know, we've, we've, made, we've made great strides with, with our veterans. And, and as a veteran myself, uh, you know, I, t I took a personal interest in, in uh, helping moving that legislation and uh, in other areas. But this is something that uh, uh, this is something that is going to be benefit uh, all of our patients going forward. And even even also, uh, as you know, uh, as Medicare goes, so goes private insurance. Right. And um, I think uh, many, not all, because. <laughs> I think that's uh, beyond uh, uh, beyond our hopes, but I think that many of the problems that uh, chiropractors and patients are, are are feeling with private insurance uh, may go away uh, once they see this uh, Medicare access bill passed. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I agree. I think so too. I think with extra with uh, with added power is going to come added responsibility as well. So we, uh, we definitely have to pick up this mantle and be as professional as we can in the process. Yep. Couldn't have said it better. John, it's a pleasure talking to you again. Uh, we are definitely going to be doing a lot of talking about engage 2020 at uh, forward 2019 at Logan university, uh, which is our event that will be leading up to your ACA event. And, uh, and I'm also speaking at Engage 2020, so I'll be I there. I saw that. So uh, I don't know who I tricked into doing that, but I, I'll, I'll give a great presentation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Looking forward to that as well. And, Thank uh, you, Bobby. This is great. And uh, let uh, your listeners know uh, I am accessible at, at all times. And uh, if anyone has any questions on any of this, Go to, go to the webpage, hr3654.org. We have an FAQ section. And if you have a, a question that you don't see on there uh, or, you know, may not be clear about, feel free to contact us here at ACA. And, uh, again, we, uh, we just need those numbers to increase. 
Yep. And on a personal standpoint, I want to thank you very much for all the work you've done for patients, for veterans, for uh, seniors, as you are set, as you said, you will too soon be. And uh, for us chiropractors, us little, little peon, lowly chiropractors, we appreciate you very much and all the work you do for us. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate that. And I look forward to talking to you again on the other side of victory, my friend. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. But again, it's on us to do it. And, uh, and uh, we'll get there. All right. I'm going to rally the troops. All right. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you. All right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that was the podcast with John Filardo, ACA's Senior VP of Public Policy and Advocacy. Uh, this is your pain zone finish. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, I don't, you know, we can finish pretty simply. We can, we can slide right into this finish and just say, get involved. Be active. Do the things that were recommended in the podcast to make a difference in the outcome of this legislation. Uh, that's, that's about it. It's pretty simple. It's all lined up and ready for you to take action. You just got to um, do something about it and get your patients involved in all this. It, it matters. Uh, this is a big deal. Uh, you know what? And also, a little birdie has told me that not only will the ACA be at Forward 2019, but perhaps the president of the American Chiropractic Association might have a couple words to say to the folks at Forward 2019. Uh, so, be, we, you know, how do you put it? FTCA is not the ACA. <laughs> but we support the ACA completely and totally. And we are a group of chiropractic doctors who align with the ACA philosophy and support their efforts. Um, so if you are on team ACA and you're on team FTCA, uh, they're, they're different teams, but they're kind of kicking the ball in the same direction, if you know what I mean. So hopefully if you listen to this podcast and you support the FTCA um, and you don't have a sort of what's in it for me specifically attitude about this legislation, you will do what's best for uh, everybody in, as a whole, which it sounds like uh, this, this legislation is doing that, uh, then let's do it. Join up with us and push this thing through the hoop. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We'll see you in the next episode of Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance.